Hey guys, just before we start, we want to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. was that? Actually, I loved it. This is the podcast where we watch what society has deemed heartbreaking and disappointing films and we find the, I don't know, the box of chocolates, the good good vibes. I'm trying to make it romantic and it's just, it's bloody not happening. Um, I am one of your hosts, Katie Nethercutt, and I am joined today by a very, very special guest, uh... Romeo Midnight. Oh my god. <laughs> Otherwise known as Oliver Patrick Hodge. Uh Oliver Patrick Hodge is my boyfriend. Life partner. Life partner. <laughs> um Friend we... of the pod. Boyfriend of the pod? Boyfriend of the resident architect friend of the pod. Nope. We've had this. Uh sorry, this is a correction for last week. I accidentally said that Ollie was both an architect and a student of architecture when actually the correct title is I am in between. I am a graduate of architecture. There we go. Do you feel better now? It's all the fish. Yes. I can get in <laughs> big trouble for saying that I'm an architect and not an architect. <laughs> um you might be surprised, you might be confused as to why there is suddenly uh some more masculine energy on this pod. Uh, that's because our dear darling Kayla is ill this week. We did have grand plans. Kayla was going to have their partner on the show as well. We were going to do a big romantic special. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, they're not too well. And so, uh, yeah, couldn't join us. But luckily, I've got Ollie here and we're going to do our absolute best. We're going to do our darndest. We're going to do our goddamn darndest. Kayla has, however provided us with a written statement, which uh, I will read for you now. Hey there, folks. It's me, Kayla, your friendly neighbourhood spider them. I am so sorry for not being here there this week. I am horrendously sick with a sinus infection, so I am unable to record as my voice sounds like gravel in a non-sexy way. And it hurts to breathe. Now, who knows? Did I get a sinus infection just so I wouldn't have to record this terrible film? I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny those allegations, and I will not be taking any further questions. <laughs> also, I told Katie that she had to read this message word for word, so this will prove it. Katie, hi, it's me, Katie, and I hate sharks. And I'm Ollie. How good is Master of Disguise? A beep, beep boop, plunge, plunge mascarpone, Captain Feather Sword. <laughs> Thank you, Ollie, for jumping in and covering for me. Maybe you'll be able to convince my mum to listen to this podcast. Come on, Karen, it's been weeks. Come on, Karen. 
Huru. Um, so yeah, so it's a bit of a bit of a different one, but I think it's a bit of a very special episode yeah. this week. Um, Oliver, as I said, is my boyfriend life partner of seven years. <laughs> uh, actually, seven years just after Valentine's Day this year. So who better to uh, discuss this um, wonderful romantic film? Seminal. Se- oh, all right. Right. Getting right into it. Yeah. Um, so this week, uh, Kayla and I challenged our partners sure. to watch the 2010 film Valentine's Day. Um, and I'm going to shoot off a little bit of information about that Go right now. It. You ready? Yes. Okay, so Valentine's Day came out in 2010 and it was directed by Gary Marshall. Now, fun fact about Gary Marshall. He is a very... Uh, he's got a good lot of... Things that he's done behind him. Sure. Uh, I was about to say lineage. That is not the Lin- word. Ancestry. <laughs> um, he's the creator of Happy Days and uh, really? spin-offs. Yeah. The Odd Couple for television. He also, film-wise, did Pretty Woman, Beaches, Runaway Bride, Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, Mother's Day, The Princess Diaries, and Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement. Ah. So just to give you a little bit of a hint to the pedigree that's coming into this one. Uh, the movie was written by Catherine Fugate, Abby Korn and Mark Silverstein. And here is the cast in alphabetical order. Jessica Alba, Kathy Bates, Jessica Biel, Bradley Cooper, Eric Dane, Patrick Dempsey, Hector Elizondo, Jamie Foxx, Jennifer Garner, Topher Grace, Anne Hathaway, Carter Jenkins, Ashton Kutcher, Queen Latifah, Taylor Lautner, George Lopez, Shirley MacLaine, Emma Roberts, Julia Roberts, Bryce Robinson, and Taylor Swift. Uh, Here is a summary I prepared earlier. It's Valentine's Day. Get it? And all across a mysterious US city, straight couples are getting engaged, breaking up, trying to have sex, cheating on each other, and paying heaps and heaps for plastic plushies and flowers. It has a Rotten Tomato score of 18. Oh. How do you feel How do you feel about that? I don't know. I almost feel like that's... I feel like that's a little unfair. <laughs> no, it, like... Is it? Well, sorry. Uh, I did love it, but uh, <laughs> I don't feel like 18 is fair. I feel like higher than 18. Surely. What would you give it then? 22? Like a 45? Oh, all right. Okay. Like not, I mean, sorry, I loved it, but like not (laughs) the best movie I've ever seen, but also like, you know? (laughs) Um, Let's let's take a look at the critics' thoughts. For sure. Right? I'm very excited that you've already proclaimed that you loved it. Obviously. Um. (laughs) How could I not with that star-studded cast? (laughs) Um, Okay. So, Anna Smith from Metro UK said, It forgets to pause and consider what romance is really about, and it's not about trying to be the new love, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Amy Simon from uh, Three Imaginary Girls, There's absolutely nothing here you haven't seen before, and some of it is downright insulting. (laughs) Uh, final critics review, Richard Props from the independentcritic.com. Dick Props. If Crash had been a romantic comedy, 
Odds are, it would have looked a lot like Valentine's Day. Oh. Yeah, it's a bit of a... Just a bit negative, isn't it? Yeah, critics do tend to do that. They tend to well, critique. Yeah, but there's critique and there's just, like, kicking them while they're down, you know? <laughs> All right, well, let's let's have a look at what the people have to say, For sure. shall we? For All sure. Right. So Tyler R. said, Valentine's Day is like the new We Are The World 25 music video. Stupid, pointless, and full of untalented celebrities. <laughs> Tyler R's going in hard. I know. Uh, Max G, not so interesting or even funny at all, apart from Anne Hathaway's performance. Really? So we got a Hatha stand in the in the house tonight. Obviously, we love. Hey, we got two. That's true. But actually. it's the house of Hatha stands. <laughs> <laughs> but of of all of them, to pick out Hathaway. I don't know. We'll discuss further. We will. We'll get into it. Uh, Abe R. I can't believe I wasted my Sunday movie night with this. <laughs> That's a little bit how I felt on Sunday night. Oh. Uh, and finally, Beto G. said, "It's like a school project where everyone makes their part separately. The result is less than the sum of its parts." That's actually. <laughs> That's a really good explanation of what the film is, isn't it? Um, I, I'm going to ask you now, sure. formalities of the pod. Yeah, on the record. Uh, on the record. What did you think? Actually, I loved it. Ooh, all right. Okay. Hit me up. What's your thesis? Okay. What's your What's your reasoning? My reasoning is... <laughs> it's the Avengers of rom-com <laughs> dramedy-esque <laughs> media... Style. Okay, you've got me. I'm a nerd. I'm in. Please explain further. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. It's the Avengers of rom-coms. Okay. Because. <laughs> yes. It's bringing together sort of the most powerful characters of each, of like several sort of universes in a way. Okay. Right? Yes. Here we go. First up. Yeah. Topher Grace, Ashton Kutcher. Yes. From That 70s Show, obviously. <laughs> Topher Grace, Ashton Kutcher, back in the habit. I love that you are fully taking Kayla's role tonight, including arguing about the cinematic universes that are stemming from this film. It's not stemming from. Sorry. It's culminating It's the, the endgame of, of... No, it's the Avengers. It's only the beginning, dude. Oh, my God. Okay. Please continue. Right? Please continue. We need, so we've got... we need Valentine's Day 2. Okay. We need, I'm assuming... Haven't seen it. Assuming New Year's Eve. Yeah. Is that their Age of Ultron? Oh, interesting. <laughs> What's Maybe. Mother's Day? Uh, Ant-Man. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. We got That 70s Show. We yes. got a little sprinkling of That 70s Show. Yes. Then we got pretty solid helping. Anne Hathaway. Yep. Hector Elizondo. Yes. And Larry Miller. Yes. Who played Paolo. Yeah. The fashion guru guy from... Princess Diaries. Incredible. Right? So we got 70s show, we got Princess Diaries. Yes, yes, I'm right? here. Then we get an injection of Emma Roberts, yeah. Julia Roberts from... I don't know what they were in together. The Roberts Family Christmas because they are aunt and niece. <laughs> so it's sort of the Roberts Family <laughs> Okay, universe. so just from their real life. From real life, for okay. sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, and then obviously we have Patrick Dempsey. Oh my god, yes. We have Eric Dane. Yes. And 
Hector Elizondo back at it again. Wait, he was in... From Grey's Anatomy, dude. Um, So everyone knows Ollie and I are huge Grey's Anatomy fans. Yeah. We might be the biggest fans ever. We love all of it. Yeah. We aren't completely up to date, so don't you dare spoil season 17 for us. (laughs) We have spent most of quarantine binging... Grace, yeah, just solidly. Mm. It's um, it's quite a ride. So yeah. we, I know you were very excited when um, McDreamy and McSteamy popped up. Oh, dude, it's McDreamy and McSteamy back at it again. They had absolutely no scenes together. They had no interaction. <laughs> Definitely each one. Like, uh, who was it? Uh, Beto. Yes. Said, um, it's like everyone's done a group project yeah. everyone's done their part separately brought them together yeah. everyone was definitely on set for half an hour <laughs> did their like four lines and then just bailed <laughs> and they're like oh this is a movie um but yeah so we got McSteamy we got McDreamy mm. and we have Cowie Torres's dad <gasps> yeah come on dude he's Cowie's dad yeah so it's this like Incredible. excellent sort of blending of universes you've got yeah. Grays. you've got Robert's Family Christmas. You've got Princess Diaries and you have that seven inch show. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm. I'm very impressed. Thanks. Well, um, I didn't do it. Uh, Gary, Mar- Gary Marshall did it. That's right. Credit where credit's due. Credit where credit's due, Gary. <laughs> um, I just, I want to discuss the elephant in the room. Sure. Which is that the movie is just so, it's so straight. It's just so... As in hetero? Yeah. For sure. Mm, like, yeah. just aggressively, like, straight mm. and and almost universally white. Listen, I don't know if I agree. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I don't think that that's necessarily fair. Says Jam- straight Okay, Jamie Foxx was there, right? Um... I think Jessica Alba is, like, ethnically ambiguous. Oh, mate. She plays ethnically ambiguous. Mm. That's enough. Okay. And we had the straightest gay scene between two men, right? I was... Okay, so I was so happy that there was at least one non-hetero relationship in the film. Just an acknowledgement that that's an option. Yeah, which is absolutely wild that there is only one. Um, Sure. But then... Two like straight actors. Yep. And also, they don't even get to kiss. Well, no, it was two thousand ten. I. D- but it's not that long ago. I just I wanted them to smooch. All right. I actually I was pretty happy with what they did. I think they went for a really restrained, no chemistry, fondling of their hair, <laughs> and then cut to black. The shenanigans those teenagers were getting up to. Oh my god, please. The guitar. The guitar and the mum. Emma Roberts' boyfriend goes to, like, surprise her at her house, I guess. Yeah. All of the relationships were very difficult to Um, understand. There wasn't a lot of exposition. And there were no character names, which I thought was a very bold, bold decision. (laughs) Um, Or maybe they'd care. I wasn't paying attention. Um, Yeah. But Emma, Emma Roberts and her boyfriend, I don't even know his name, mm-hmm. they were part of a storyline about wanting to have sex for the first time. Yes. And it was, like, supposed to be this whole special thing, except somehow, yeah, he was getting to the parents' house first and, like, got naked and held the guitar and then her mum walked in and it was... 
It was a lot. Please tell me why this is a good part of the movie. It's good because, and I did write this while we were watching it. Yeah. Sex positive. Okay. Sort she of. does get shamed by the like grandparents <sighs> later in the movie, and like, it feels very like you're probably not ready to have sex yet. I guess I mean I more mean like within the kind of <laughs> the 2010 of it all. <laughs> <laughs> no, like within like the thesis of the movie. Yeah. The movie Gary Marshall, Gary. Gaz, yeah. Gaz. Gaz. Ah. <laughs> He doesn't want us to be anti-sex okay. for these kids, <laughs> these tweens. Sure. Right? I don't think they were tweens. I think they were teenagers. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Tweens. I probably would be, yeah. <laughs> tweens is pretty full on, guess. All right. Okay. So it's about sex positivity. Okay. That's why it's good. Okay. Is because the teens wanted... A special time. Okay. And so they did go to her house at lunchtime. That's the specialist time. It's the most romantic the time of the day is lunchtime when your parents are at work. We all know this. <laughs> Obviously, it's the golden hour, right? It's the 45 minutes between. For, um, for our anniversary this year, I assume we're actually going to drive all the way down to our parents' house and then wait for them to go out for lunch mm-hmm. and then have a romantic meal. I don't need naked guitar playing, but... I mean, if you... Oh. Is that a deal breaker? Is that... It's not a deal breaker. It is like half of what I had planned. Mm. Dang. Okay, so something I did want to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious this movie wants to be love, actually. <laughs> yes. But yeah. But obviously Christmas has already been done. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, what's the next date on the calendar? What's the next biggest date? Literally, and they didn't even go, like, we're going to do Thanksgiving, which obviously in Australia we don't really care about, but no. we're not going to do, I don't know, 4th of July or Halloween or any of those other big, big... Halloween would honestly be a great I, call, right? I completely agree. But they, they chose Valentine's Day. Sure. Which feels... I mean, I... How do you feel about that choice? I, uh, jokes aside, genuinely think that, like, conceptually, uh-huh. it's not bad. Okay. In, like, a pitch meeting, mm-hmm. not a bad call. Okay. It's all about romance. Yep. You can do different types of Valentine's Day, right? So a little bit love, actually. You can do <laughs> the, like, what's the relationship of this, like, older couple yeah. compared to this, like, 17-year-old couple that are, like, going behind parents' backs and it's, like, fun and it's, like, that kind of thing, right? Mm. It's, like... So I think that there's, like, there's a lot of, like, scope for fun storytelling in that. Yes. Um, But I don't think this movie has a story. (laughs) I don't think it really, like, knows what it wants to do. I think that it didn't go beyond the pitch meeting. So is your argument that this movie is is great and that you love it because of the pitch, because of the concept? Yes. And that was my... And that was my thought the whole time. Oh, okay. Yes. Was that the pitch mm. is really good. I Okay, look, I would agree. I think that the concept is good. However, I think there's something with, like, the Valentine's Day part of it and this, like, holiday always centering romantic love. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like... Uh, love actually is not just about... Like, it's about families mm. and it's... It's not just purely about Christmas. 
It's about all the stuff that goes around Christmas. Whereas Valentine's Day is very specifically like romantic love and in this movie straight (laughs) mostly white romantic love Mm. respond (laughs) (laughs) um i guess so i agree i think it is limited in that uh that capacity Mm. um look i'll pay it's not as good as love actually obviously (laughs) i'll agree you know that I love Love Actually. Love Actually is obviously superior to this. Love Actually also, this might not be real. Mm. I feel like it has about half the characters. This movie, <laughs> do you remember? So we got like, uh, we were like watching this movie. They get to the airport scene. We're like, oh, it's like Love Actually. They're finishing the movie like <laughs> Love Actually, right? Mm. So we're like, oh, great. It's kind of, eh, this scene's a bit nothing, mm. but like, whatever, fine. Uh we pause it to, like, what, go to the bathroom or something. Yeah. It's halfway through the movie. <laughs> it's just true. So we we watched it together, but we kept our notes very separate. We barely spoke until this moment about the film. Um, but we did get halfway, truly thinking there was ten minutes left, paused it on Bradley Cooper's smug little face. <laughs> and- Ask, asking, uh, asking, uh... Julia. Julia Roberts, you on Facebook? <laughs> Just like, what was that what line? What was that? He's also gay. Like, no, obviously- because that was the whole... So there's this whole mystery thing. So this was actually, I thought, one of the better couples, the better vign- vignettes. Let's call Ooh, them that, for sure. Right. I think that's what Gary would um, that's That is what Gaz would want. Yeah. Um, so one of the vignettes has Julia Roberts on a plane with Bradley Cooper, and it's like they kind of have this really sweet interaction. She kind of falls asleep on his shoulder. They, like, chat about, like, love and all that kind of stuff, and you're like, oh, I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. And then the movie's like, actually, he's gay, and her date is a little child that's her son. Um, not in a weird way, though. Non-romantic love, though. Okay. There you go. The one instance. No, you've been undone. You've been undone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we paused on a scene of them talking and Mm. Bradley Cooper, yeah, you on Facebook, paused, smug little face and then saw to my horror, I'm assuming your... Chagrin. (laughs) Excitement. I, I I liked the enthusiasm with which you used it. It was impressive. The um, chagrin with which I used it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and I resented it. I resented his little smug face. Do you not like Bradley Cooper? <laughs> I love Bradley Cooper. I think he's pretty great. I just, in that moment, the last thing I wanted was another hour of this film. Mm, okay, that's, <laughs> that's fair. Just... On yeah. my Saturday or Sunday night, it just it wasn't top of my list mm. to to get through that I... one. Um, just speaking on non familiar, uh, non romantic love. Sure. I'm curious because I feel like you had a similar assumption to me, but I want to check. Mm-hmm. So that Ashton Kutcher Jennifer Garner oh relationship. So for those of you who haven't seen it, and I mean 
what are you doing? Obviously. Obviously seen it. I mean, go, see it before Valentine's Day. See yeah. it on Valentine's Day. We're all cinephiles That's what here. we'll be doing again on Valentine's Day. Absolutely not. We will not be doing that again. Don't. Oh, that He's got a look in his eye and I'm not about it. Yeah, we're going to actually sneak <laughs> over to Katie's parents' house at lunchtime <laughs> and we are going to speed run, what? Speed run. First half of this film. We're going to stop it at... At Bradley face. Cooper's smug, smug little face. Anyway, um, so Ashton Kutcher is basically our way into the film, right? So he's the florist. We travel a little. It, it would be better if it was a framing device, but it's not. Um, <laughs> it would be better if everyone got flowers from him, but they don't. Make but a it's lot of fine. Sense. It's fine. Anyway, we start with him. He proposes to his girlfriend, Jessica Alba. She says yes. Everyone's real weird about it. Seems like they're maybe not meant to be. Anyway, he's Even starts- then, can we just say, even if you, like, don't think that your mate's girlfriend is, like, that great. Oh, my God, I know. If he says, I asked her to marry me, and she said yes, how is your response ever? Really? Ooh. Like, uh-huh. what? That's Congrats. a chat you have with him, like, later. Mm. Like, in private. Mm. Not in the moment he's telling you that, hey, I got engaged, and you go, oh. Mm. To just, her? just on that, if you Sorry. propose to me yes. and I say yes, and you're telling your friends, yes. and anyone says, "Oh, really?" Mm. I'm gonna need you to tell me um, for sure before and you all abandon of their details. Yes, in the in this short space before <laughs> I abandon you, which spoiler alert does happen before the end of the movie. Jessica Alba turns out to want a career. I don't really know. She just like doesn't want to get married isn't there for it and it's just kind of weird and I think the movie wants us to hate her but at the same time it's like girl you do you like you don't want to be in this relationship like mm. (sighs) it was for sure like a shitty thing to bail without like telling him at all true right true and probably to say yes but even then I can see like in the moment but I agree. I feel like the movie wants us to think she's like a bad guy. Yeah. And I feel like, and maybe that's how some people would feel. I think I just was like, oh, that sucks for Ashton. Yeah. That was kind of you it. Um, but to backtrack uh, from these tangents, sure. uh, there's a bit, right, yeah, so he's just proposed. She said yes. He's running around. He's all excited. He walks into his florist where he works and he's like doing stuff and in walks Jennifer Garner who runs up to him and he's like, hey, how'd it go? Are you okay? And very immediately, I assumed that they were brother and sister. Well, they have kind of like kind of similar features. They have a similar aesthetic. You could cast them as siblings. Definitely. And I wouldn't be mad about it. Have they been cast as siblings? I don't know. Pro- are they part of the universe, the cinematic universe? <laughs> Is he part of the, the Roberts? Fa- no, not Roberts. I don't know why I said Roberts. Is she- I don't know. Oh. No, it does It's because she, she looks similar, right? It is. They all sort of look similar. They everyone do, in this everyone movie... Everyone in the movie looks the same. <laughs> it, that's the other thing. Like, everyone... That's why some of the relationships were so... Unclear. Like, unclear. And again, where I think if it was made now, mm. it would benefit from the fact that uh, often it feels like... Uh, directors and casting directors are making more diverse choices mm. in who they're casting. Yeah. It just feels like... If they made this movie now, like 10 years on, it would not be as overwhelmingly white. No. And therefore, you would be able to create much clearer distinctions between familial relationships and romantic relationships, whereas everyone in this movie, bar Taylor Swift, is white, 
tall brunette. Yes, I really enjoyed there was a bit where Jennifer Garner's character and Jessica Biel's character are like sitting down next to each other in a restaurant. Mm. And I was just looking at them and I was like, you guys go to the same auditions. So I'm like, oh, they definitely yeah, do, right? right? I'm like, you have the same kind of hair. You have the same, like, kind of build. Mm. You're kind of a similar height. You're very much that, like, kind of uh, goofy but charming yeah. leading woman. I was like, you two are normally not in a film together because mm. the casting director's like, hmm, that's confusing. And then I don't, props to the casting director for just being like, eh, fuck it. Get props in there. Props to them for that? <laughs> Also, you reckon Garner and Beale are still auditioning? Surely they're off only at this point. Right? Oh. There's no they... way they're going up to audition. You're sitting in an audition room and <laughs> Jessica Beale walks in? Oh my god, could you imagine being like, like young something in Hollywood <laughs> and you're like, I'm really excited for this audition. I'm I'm gonna be the new rom com romantic lead. I don't know. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um you get I'm going to be the new Jessica Biel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're sitting there and then you're watching people walk in and you're like, I'm not too intimidated, I'm doing really well. Mm. And then he walks Jessica Biel <laughs> and you're like, oh, did she produce it? Like, the sinner's amazing. Like, is she a part <laughs> of all of this? And then she just sits down opposite you holding the papers of, like, all of her lines. Um, I'm Jessica Biel. I am Jessica Biel. <laughs> I am um, Jessica Beale. And then you cry and you go home. Because mm. you've lost, obviously. 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 Yeah. Because no one beats Beale. No one and beats that's... No one beats Beale. No one beats Beale. Not even Jennifer Garner. Get out. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> that's an interesting take. I don't know if I agree. Oh, you think it's in in the Garner v. Beale stakes because we must pit all women against each other, we know. Obviously. It's the rule. Yeah. Um, Garner wins for you. I don't think... It's not about me. Okay. For me, for me, <laughs> Beale wins. Okay. Every time, pretty much. But... Because uh, of the sinner, because of how much you, you enjoy that. Yeah, but also Blade 3. Okay, that's an interesting yes, that's maybe, an interesting point. Maybe she can introduce me to Ryan Reynolds. Okay. <laughs> right. But if yeah. I may yeah, I know, I Sorry, know, Jennifer Gutter, suddenly thirty could introduce you to Mark Ruffalo. Or or mm. McConaughey. Oh that's true, right? Ghost of Ghost. Nice throwback there. You've Thanks. been listening. Well I done. have been listening. Points to you. Yeah. <laughs> I spent all year inside, so I've listened to everything. Um Okay, something that I do kind of want to discuss. Okay, please. And I'm glad that you've brought up the Kutch and his flower business. Yes. Right? Yes. With George Lopez. With George Lopez, sure. What's the deal? Why does he have... Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. What's the deal coming so aggressively from someone who loves the movie? I'm I'm just curious on your your take here. I love it mm. because yes. of the mystery yes. that might be followed up in the sequel uh-huh. to Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. <laughs> two. Two. Valentine's Day. I like it. With two L's. Oh, like a, two, like a like Roman ro- noon. Oh. I'm just trying to put the two where the L's would be, which is so dumb. Exactly. No, that's what I was thinking. Volen. Volen's Day. 
<laughs> Kayla, I'm coming for your bits. <laughs> okay. So. Yes. Uh, Kutcher has his, like, flower business. Yes. What's the deal with him not just communicating with, like, human words mm. to Jennifer Garner the situation with Dempsey? <laughs> what the whole time I genuinely thought at some point they were going to like explain it mm. and they never did mm. it's this crazy like Dempsey is there in the shop right he's like buying flowers yes. for his wife and his mistress his mistress right? being Jennifer Garner who doesn't know Dempsey back at it again as usual <gasps> McDreamy has a, has a wife and a mistress, and a mistress. we know this. Dempsey loves the her pattern in real life and on Grey's Anatomy oh I was going to say I'm not on his wife oh I know. I don't want to comment on that. That's fair. So, Patrick Dempsey is in Ashton Kutcher's flower shop. Yes. Is that a good word for flower shop? Florist? Is a florist the person, though? I think it's like a flower... I don't know. Flower shop. Whatever. Flower shop, right? Yeah. Busiest day of the year for him. Busiest day of the year for him, right? Uh, Dempsey's in the flower shop. Also, who's buying the flowers on Valentine's Day? Like, if you're sending them. I know. Like, As if, if you haven't, like, sorted out a month ago. Also, Dempsey, just call him. Why are you going physically into the store to get them delivered? Like, <laughs> if you don't want them in your hand, don't show up to the shop. Also, pretty lazy that he's going to, like, the one shop. Like, I know. <laughs> why not buy your well, mistress flowers from one shop and your wife flowers from another shop and then there is zero chance of them getting mixed up? Well, here's the thing. There's zero chance of, like anyone finding out because Kutcher won't fucking tell anyone because Dempsey is there going, I want to buy two sets of flowers, sets, two yeah. sets of flowers, one for the wife who mm. lives in, I don't remember down the where, lane, down the lane and one for my mistress who lives up the hill or whatever. Right. My mistress's name is Jennifer Garner. Okay. And, uh, Wait, what? Hmm. Did you not watch the film? <laughs> Jennifer Garner is Dempsey's... Come on, Katie. Jennifer Garner is Dempsey's... I was doing a bit with you, but it's fine. Keep going. Oh, like she was my yeah, mistress. Yeah, no, It's okay. Oh, we I missed wish. it. Do you? No. <laughs> Obviously, I would prefer Beale. We know this. You just said Beale beats Garner. We know this. For mistress. Anyway. <laughs> she married to Justin Timberlake. She is. I think. They were at some point. We haven't checked in. Um... Do you think I could steal her from Timberlake? Doesn't matter. Um, so, Dempsey is buying flowers from Kutcher. Yes. He says, this is for my wife. This is for my mistress. Don't tell anyone. Wink, wink. Mm. And Kutcher looks at him, goes, I know that you are my friend's boyfriend. Right? Like, I I recognize that my friend is your mistress, doesn't know you have a wife, thinks you're just her boyfriend. Mm. Right? He understands this, mm. feels weird about Dempsey, yep. for sure, right? Dempsey feels weird about it because he's like, eh, I realize this is like morally ambiguous, but you're a florist. Just sell the flowers. I'm paying dude. you money. Like Can a little bit like, it? I'm not here for the judgment, dude. Like, just give me the flowers. <laughs> right? Fine. Whatever. You don't have to bring it up to Dempsey in the moment. That might be weird in front of customers and stuff. He then, like, chases Garner down multiple times. Mm. He goes to her place of work, barges in in the middle of class. <laughs> then she's like, get out of here. He then follows her to the airport, Love mm. Actually style, but much worse. Mm. And like Halfway through the movie as well. And, like, post-9-11, so they have to do this weird, like, 
Ooh, oh, he doesn't have any shoes on. check thing too. Mm. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Doesn't go anywhere. But at no point during multiple conversations does he just say, hey, your boyfriend just bought flowers for both you and his wife. He told me it was you and his wife, and he's not in San Francisco. He's just down the street mm. with his wife. Mm. He doesn't say it. He just keeps saying, like, oh, I just... I don't think that you, like, should be with him. I don't think you should go to San Francisco or whatever. And it's like... You have dude, the information, Coach. You have the silver bullet. It's not even, like... You're not being noble. You're... Like, the the goal is the same. You, you want her to not go. Mm. Tell her why you don't want her to go. It doesn't make any sense. Remind me again why this is a positive. Because it's a really good example of the florist's code. Okay. okay, hit so, me up with that florist's code. What is the florist's code? Thou shalt not reveal affairs of the heart, oh. which are revealed through the practice of floristry. <laughs> floristry? Yeah. So Dempsey, this is maybe why Dempsey went to this florist, right? Yeah. Because. They're an accredited florist code florist. Yeah, and Dempsey, mm. very across... Uh, Dr. Patient Privilege, both as <laughs> Dr. Derek Shepard mm. and Dr. Patrick Dempsey, Patrick Dempsey from, Valentine's, from Day. Valentine's Day, who I think is a heart surgeon. He was a cut, yeah, cardio, yeah. cardiothoracic surgeon, just to throw out a... Ooh, a bit of a... Oh, a sprinkle of some medical... What are you trying to... I was trying to think of one of the cardio surgeons from... Um, but I don't want to Maggie use... Pierce, Christina Yang. I don't want to use someone Teddy so... Teddy Altman. Didn't want to say use someone so late in the... Um, I mean, you could say Dr. Burke, but... Riggs, whatever Riggs's first name was. Yeah, I don't remember what Riggs's first name. This is uh, Grey's Anatomy Chats, the tangent side. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, actually a po- I loved it. <laughs> it's actually a podcast within a podcast where Katie and I will discuss our general thoughts on Grey's Anatomy, not episode by episode, just, no, just as like generally. a vibe. All right, who's your favourite neurosurgeon? In Grey's? Yeah. Oh, Obviously, I think it has to be Derek, it's right? It's McDreamy. Yeah. Amelia Shepard's pretty good and definitely not Tom <laughs> It's actually Tom Karasic. Oh, gee, don't get us started. Come on, Tom. Right. <laughs> Back to Valentine's Day. Is he anyone's favourite? There's got to be some Tom Karasic stands out there. There right? have got to be. That's kind of wild. <laughs> um, Let's talk about that scene, right? So I think we're fully on this Jennifer Garner train with uh so she does she gets on the plane she flies to i think from like la to san francisco like it's, it's definitely la to san francisco it's not that far just drive babe but um, also i mean i say you- that i never doing that journey so i have no idea it might take <laughs> ages um it might be bloody sydney to melbourne <laughs> like, anyway she gets there finds out that he is married and then does what i think is Maybe the best thing in the film, which is she goes to where he's having his Valentine's Day date with his wife, dresses up as a waiter. So powerful. And then doesn't out him, doesn't, like, tell the wife, just is, like, a really uncomfortable waiter. For sure. Just ruins the dinner. Just ruins the dinner. Ruins the dinner, yeah. And I loved that. I loved that for her. Yeah. I loved the... Here, again, we're getting into, sorry, Gary, to put you on blast like this, but, like, once again, movie didn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> like, so she's in the line to get on the plane yeah. to San Francisco, yeah. cut to restaurant. Mm. 
Mm. Is the restaurant in LA or is the restaurant in San Francisco? No, no. Who's to the, say? So she went to San Francisco. He was in San Francisco. He, he was, was in San Francisco. Yeah, Fran- he was. Because well, so, she showed up. I think you've just. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Should we move on to one of my other favorite parts? Uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I guess what I wanted to say. Okay, you go first. Is this clean? Is this anything? Oh my god, stop questioning it. Just do. I guess what I what my thought that you have inspired me with, I guess. Okay. Um is I agree. I love the the move of like just ruining the dinner. Yes. Right? But also that it's never explained what is her connection to the restaurant or to the people who work there. No, 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 they did explain was... it. They did explain it. I wasn't listening to the film. No, you weren't at this point. You were checked out. Um, from Bliss, I assume. Obviously. Just so content. Um, no, so the waiter that she, like, said thank you so much yeah, on yeah, her yeah. way out, yeah. he's the dad of one of the students that she teaches in the class. Oh, that's which right. Which they never mentioned before. That's they use right. it as an offhand here is how. So, I don't know. I assumed they were in San Francisco, but maybe he was in LA. Maybe she just got there, checked out the hospital, and then flew back. I don't I don't need to know. Sure. You know what? I don't need to know. All right. You know what, Gary? You're off the hook for this one. But I will maintain, <laughs> didn't make any sense. Just, like, make it, just please, I'm begging you, make it super clear. There was a whole plot point about Kutcher going, don't go to San Francisco. <laughs> and then you never really made it clear whether she went to San Francisco <laughs> or not. I thought you said he was off the hook. He is off the hook. I'm just, for like, uh, I guess just a note in future. It's a light prod. Sure. So you got like studio notes, you got like Lionsgate, whatever, you got Fox, <laughs> and you got my note, which is just, <laughs> Ollie's note. please just be more clear about whether we're in San Francisco or LA. Yeah. Also, please be more clear um, about if characters are going to end up kissing at the end of the movie and they look like brother and sister in the yes. first half. And that's going to take a lot of people by surprise. Yes. Or you will do uh, a gay couple, which is great. <laughs> great. But they're both aggressively straight and there's mm. nothing in it. Mm. And it's low-key, like, uncomfortable mm. because I'm looking at it and I'm like, I don't think you guys want to be here. I don't think either mm. of you guys feel comfortable in this. And you know what I wonder it is? What? I wonder if there's an element of, like, because there wasn't a kiss and it's not even like they cut it, Mm. They just won't have filmed a kiss, no, right? No way. I almost wonder if, and you can probably weigh in on this as a performer. Mm. <laughs> okay. I wonder if the fact that there wasn't a kiss yeah. meant they didn't actually have anything to like build to mm. or engage with. Mm. It was like, we want you to look at each other lovingly and like yeah. toy with his hair, yeah. but it like doesn't go anywhere. So there's nothing to kind of. If I may, yeah. just as, as a performer, performer. Um, of the stage kisses or close bits that I've had to do, I've actually preferred it when you haven't had to kiss because <laughs> then you, you're not leading into something so you can get oh, close that's and like be there. Whereas uh, I vividly can recall, I think, the first stage kiss I had to do um, and it was with my friend's boyfriend. Um, mm. But it was also, as he was doing, he was, like, dying in my arms. It was, like, Antony and Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. And it was not romantic. And it was oh, just yeah. kind of awkward. And he was kind of cold. He was dead. Yeah, because he was dead. Yeah. The actor as well. Um, <laughs> um, so I don't know. I don't think it's an excuse. I don't think it's an excuse, boys. So you think it's just bad performances? I think... It's just um, bad writing. That's fair. <laughs> bad cut. 
casting, actually. Okay. Any part of the movie good, or is it bad casting, bad no, writing, bad directing? I would never critique Gaz. Sorry, Gary. How dare you? Gary, come on the pod. No, Friend of the pod, friend- Gary Marshall. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? <laughs> um, no, something I did really enjoy was, I, mean, I don't know if I liked the entire story, but much like our reviewer over here, I really enjoyed Anne Hathaway's character. Sure, yeah. So Anne Hathaway um, plays a, she's like a, a graduate um, at, like from university, she has like a degree in poetry or something or whatever. And yeah. She's like working for an agency or something, works for Queen Latifah. Um, but her whole thing is that she moonlights as a, a phone sex worker. Um, and it's like the movie's, it's straddling this mm. like fine line of like have trying to have its cake and eat it too. Yeah. Because it on one hand is like absolutely using that to um, unfortunately make fun of sex work. Sure. But at the same time, she doesn't end up quitting. No. She seems to be pretty good at her job, mm. and it's like you do. The movie doesn't present her as less than mm. because she's a sex worker. Yeah. And I was like, okay. It's 2010. Mm. We can't have gays, but apparently we can have one singular sex worker played by a very beautiful um, and famous skinny white mm. actress. And it's still a bit funny. Mm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not as, like, a concept funny. Like, the movie isn't, like, going, it's insane. But it is a little bit, like, she's doing this, like, Russian accent The accents thing. were a lot. It's also a bit like, uh, obviously, sex work is real work. Yes. Right? But, Anne, you are at your other job. So, like, regardless of what the work is, (laughs) even if you were, like, an IT consultant or something. I literally wrote, yes, Anne, get it, girl, but maybe not at your place of employment. Exactly. It's not moonlighting if you're just doing it instead of your (laughs) current job. Instead of your actual work. Right? On the the work Exactly. On the so this is another thing that I had the. Does she? So it's one thing for the guy to call her mobile, right? I guess there's some sort of setup where it's like one to one, right? Yes. Yeah. Maybe it's a work phone. Yes. Didn't seem to be, but whatever. Yeah. Did she give him the office number? I don't. Was she like, hey, reach me at whatever? (laughs) Like, I don't know. And come on, Um, if we're gonna do this, Anne, let's do it properly. All right. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Also, you got to have time on and time off. Yeah. And it's fine for you to moonlight. If you're working, like, 12-hour days, like, eight hours doing whatever, sitting at a reception desk, and mm. then four mm. hours doing, like, phone sex work, mm. great. But, like, if you're at dinner, you got to be able to be at dinner. That's I no know. good for your mental health, right? Yeah. Where is the work-life balance here? No work-life balance at all. Come on in. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's what Topher Grace was really mad about. <laughs> and honestly, I think he was justified. Mm, I just want to just just maybe take a second. Do you really want to be on the record? I don't want to be on the record. Yeah, Topher Grace cool. doesn't have a, a, a point. Um, and almost every character Topher Grace ever plays does not have a point and is the bad guy. <laughs> Even Eric Foreman in that seventy. He's the only one who I'm like, ah, oh, you're not like the bad guy. I feel like if we watched it, we wouldn't like him very much. I think we'd feel that way about everyone, honestly. I right? I agree. I feel like he's maybe pretty shitty to Donna. Yeah, 
Oh, here's another one. Yes. Fez from that 70s show, also on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> So links, sort of, they just keep continuing. He's sort of tangentially <laughs> a part of the cinematic universe, right? Sure. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, you've got something? I guess I just also, we haven't mentioned it yet, but I, I don't know how much we need to go into it because mm. actually there's another cinematic universe that's drawn to this. Okay. Um, the Taylor and Taylor cinematic oh universe. Oh, my God. Right, so we haven't really discussed it. <laughs> Because it doesn't, it's kind of like a nothing plot line. It's clearly just an excuse to have Taylor Swift in the film. Yep. Right? Because it's 2010. Yeah. And she has a couple of singles coming out and they're tied into the film. Is this is this Love Story era? You are the um, the, Tay, the T-Swizz fan in this house, so. Nah. Love what Story's 2007. Fearless? I genuinely don't know her discography at all. No. What era is it? I think it's Speak Now. Oh my god, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I think it's Speak Now. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Swift Heads? Is that what we're called? Swifties? Swifties, sure. (laughs) Um, Swifters, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I think Speak Now is 2009. Okay. Which is a really good album, honestly. What's What's the lead song from that? Speak Now. Oh, I've literally never heard it. Oh, actually, it might not be Speak Now. It might be something else. I, I couldn't Was it Today it. Was a Fairy Tale? I don't know what that is. is uh, that yes, you do. Can you feel the magic in the air? Must have been the way you kissed me. Okay, I'm sorry. I do have to go on a tangent. Um, go for it. You've heard this a hundred times, but the podcasters haven't. Oh. So I, um, I have some beef with Taylor Swift, but not for the usual reasons, all right? Which I think there's a lot of sexist stuff. I think there's a lot of really gross... Reasons that people don't like Taylor Swift. Number one on why I don't like Taylor Swift, (laughs) it's so petty and so small, but it is because in almost every song she has to describe what she is wearing or what the date that she is on is wearing. There is always some kind of discussion of the clothing being worn. And in the song today was a fairy tale, which does feature in this film. I assume it's the reason she was kind of in the movie. It does have the line, today was a fairy tale. I wore a dress. You wore a dark gray t-shirt. Hey mate, she's, she's kind of elevated from there. All right. (laughs) She's, yeah, she has. All right, she's elevated Sorry, her clothing. Sorry, she's in a mini core. skirt now or something. I'm in a nice dress, like, <laughs> mate. She mate. doesn't wear the mini skirt. All right. <laughs> she wears t-shirts. <laughs> Not like those girls who wear short skirts. They wear short skirts. She wears t-shirts. <laughs> Literally, listen for it now. I don't know if it's a coded message or if she's just out to spite oh. me specifically. Mm. But I feel like at least. Uh, at least one song on an album Mm -hmm. has a very clear and explicit I was wearing this or he was wearing that Mm. and in my opinion it adds absolutely nothing to the song. I'm saying she's elevated Mm. because Evermore from 2012. Yeah, wasn't it this last year, 2020? Evermore from 2020 <laughs> does just have a song called Cardigan. No. It's not a joke. You are lying to me. Are no. you serious? I listened to it the whole album today. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I feel like that's a personal slight. No, I don't think so. I think it's an elevation of... <laughs> okay, you're right. It's not a dark grey clo- t-shirt. Clothing core. <laughs> People are saying that the new stuff's cottage core. 
it's not cottage. People are talking about um, she keeps changing up her sound. She's yeah. just trying to like hit the recent trends. No, 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 no she's, she's not. just trying to talk about clothes in a more elevated way. She's just like you know late twenties, and it's like we're all just she vibing. She wears cardigans now. We all wear cardigans now. God, I wish I was wearing a cardigan right now. You're sort of wearing a cardigan now. Mm, that's a nice little detail for mm. our, this audio medium. Yeah, great for the pod. <laughs> Um, before we go to the diamonds, mm-hmm. the diamonds in the rough, Sure. Uh, I had one note that I wanted to talk about and I haven't been able to find a way to talk about it. And it's just, it just says, Kathy Bates really just turned up for half an hour. Oh, she did, right? <laughs> She's just cashing that check. Oh my God. Kathy Bates is in the opening bit where Jamie Fo- oh, we haven't even talked about like most of the couples but Jamie Foxx is like a television presenter and his thing is that he hates Valentine's Day spoiler that he ends up uh kissing Je- Jessica Biel yeah he does doesn't at he? the end mm. oh whatever but she's like the tv executive who's there and she's like ah you gotta go get me this story Jamie Foxx and then at oh, the yeah. end he shows up and he's kissing Jessica Biel and she's like ah, i I guess you got me that story and something else, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> and that's it. That's her entire role. And I want that as my career to just be someone who shows up for half an hour on the day. I'm pretty sure she didn't change her wardrobe. Just in, out, done. I'll counter uh, Kathy Bates. Right? Yes. She showed up. Yeah. Incredible. Agreed. Love it. Half an hour, right? But she needed makeup, costume. Right? Mm. She had to figure out her, like, blocking and stuff, yeah, right, yeah. for sure. You know who didn't? Who? Romeo Midnight. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? I forgot about Romeo Romeo Midnight. Midnight recorded his lines over a phone oh, for sure. Oh, my God. Who do you think Romeo Midnight is? I don't know. I think that's the... That's the mystery. I think that we're going to get that paid off maybe in Valentine's Day 3. Do you think it's Benjamin Bratt? Ooh. <laughs> Just to tie it into the Miss Congeniality Catwoman universe. The Brad Extended Universe, right? <laughs> I think I could very much see it being Benjamin Bratt. He's also tall, good-looking brown hair. Yes. Right? Yeah. So he could sort of be part of this. He could fit in. He could fit in pretty nicely. He could be anyone's lover or brother. Or in this both? Oh. I'm still confused about the Kuch- kuchner Garner sitch I agree. It's just confusing. Um, all right. Diamonds. What do you got, sir? All right. Number one. <laughs> More than one. All Romeo right. Midnight. I mentioned him already, but yeah. just like... Worth mentioning again. For sure. Because what a wild, crazy thing to include in the mm. film. Completely unnecessary. He's Doesn't like a narrator. interact with anyone. He's a narrator that appears... You get like five seconds of dialogue mm. at the top five seconds of dialogue at the end. They never meet Romeo Midnight. No. In a better film... Sorry, <laughs> sorry Gary. In a better film, <laughs> we would have got Romeo Midnight at the top. Yeah. And then at some point, someone would have met Romeo Midnight. Yeah. And it would have been someone we didn't expect. Yes. Right? It would have yeah. been Kathy Bates. It would have been Anne Hathaway, yeah. right? It would have been, like, someone you wouldn't have expected. And you're like, oh, you're Romeo Midnight. Oh, that's fun. But instead, there's... No one is Romeo Midnight even really a part of? Oh, this is interesting. Mm. Is Romeo Midnight a radio show host within their world? Mm. Is he a diegetic 
radio host? I assumed so. Or, or is he sort of outside of time and space? Okay. <laughs> Does he sort of exist? Is he the Stanley of the... Oh. If you're just to pull it back to your uh, Avengers analogy that you brought up and then completely um, forgot. I didn't forget it. I've been bringing in all these cinematic universes. <laughs> we got Princess Diaries. We got Benjamin Bratt. All right, all right. What other diamonds? Obviously, you on Facebook, right? <laughs> Amazing line. Mm. Again, if we forget that there's an audience watching mm. who th- is assuming that Cooper is straight mm. and is hitting on her, mm. why is he asking that? He just wants to be friends. I've never once asked someone I've just met, you on Facebook. Not even I, in 2010? I would only have asked them yeah. if I was trying to currently add them. The idea of asking someone... <laughs> He's on a plane, though. He doesn't have access to the internet. Why He's is... going to write down her username, go home, <laughs> pull up the desktop computer, sure, and then search her in. And then give Eric Dane a big old kiss. Oh, God. I wish well, we'd had that kiss. He's going to look at him. He's going right. to look at him lovingly. I actually have quite a few. Oh, my God. All right. Let's speed diamonds. run right. them diamonds. Really quick. Uh, Kristen Child is the teacher oh my God, yes. of Incredible. Emma Roberts, right? Excellent. Uh, McSteamy going for a run with uh, pants and shoes but no shirt. Very strange setup, <laughs> right? Pants, no shirt. Mm. Crazy setup. Yes. Um. <laughs> And I guess another uh, Eric Dane McSteamy mm-hmm. follow-up. Mm-hmm. I'm gay and I'm going to play. Mm. Line that feels like he thought it was cool in his head. Yes, yeah, right? said it and immediately regretted it. Of course. Yeah. Of course said it and Because it doesn't make... It's kind of just like, I'm gay and I'm going to play. And it's like, what is that? Are these two things related here? Play the field? And he's like, no, play football. And everyone goes, oh, I oh, guess okay. that makes sense. Yeah. You could have just said... No, I'm not retiring, and I'm homosexual. Mm. I'm attracted to men, mm. and I'm in a, a committed relationship with um with, with Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. But we never kiss. We only lovingly. We look at each other. Yeah. Because it's 2010. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you my diamond? Sorry, go ahead. Yes. Um, it was the tap dancing weather lady. <laughs> 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 right at the start, when Kathy Bates is going. Yeah. Ah, Jamie Fox. You gotta do this story for me. I don't know why I was gonna go. Sure. Ah, Jamie Fox, you gotta go do this weather story for me. I don't know why that just happened. Um. Anyway, when that's happening yeah. in the background, there's just a weather girl tap dancing, and it's like this is supposed to be for Valentine's Day. I don't really see. Like, is tap dancing the most romantic form of dance? Yeah. Do you not think so? Um. I hadn't previously. I would have thought maybe like a salsa or like some one of the like ballroom numbers, maybe mm. like a tango. I really have to rethink my Valentine's Day plan. <laughs> so just, just to be clear, please don't. I want all the tapping. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like me to furiously tap dance at you? Yeah, not that's all I want with for you, not for no, 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 at me. <laughs> Aggressively. At me. <laughs> mm. Um. Okay. Do you have Do you have a tagline? All right. I got a couple. Okay. What's your tagline? Call me Mister Engaged. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> These are just gonna be quotes from the movie. That's what taglines are, right? <laughs> not always. Well, I'm not. A, I don't make tag. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I don't make taglines. <laughs> 
alien <laughs> in space, no one can hear you scream. Like a tagline. Uh, I like, guess what? no one, no one says that in the movie. Right? <laughs> They're not in the middle of the alien, and the chestbuster comes out. Jeez, oh, no one can hear you scream. Over. <laughs> uh, in space, no one can hear you scream. Uh, so I guess, obviously, you got Call Me Mr. Engage. Yep. Right? You got you on Facebook. <laughs> right? Because it's 2010. It's reminded the audience, okay, this is, and this was my point the whole time. Was it? Um, yes, Ooh, and I will maintain that. Okay. You on Facebook because it reminds the audience yep. that it is 2010. Yeah. And so take this film with a grain of salt. <laughs> a grain? Whole bag. Or a big. Let's take a that big, big red and white sack. Yes. <laughs> um. So I don't have a tagline, mm-hmm. but what I do have is a different version of the film that I think would be more acceptable. Sorry, instead of a tagline, you're just pitching a different film. Yes, I am. It's my podcast, and I make the rules. Sure, go for it. Okay. Kale's not here and they can't stop me, so woo! Let's go rogue! Um, <laughs> so I would like to pitch Valentine's Day as an immersive theatre experience. Let's okay. take it out of the cinema. It's not even, you're not even pitching a film. Nah, nah, okay. we are going down, down to earth. I don't even know. Nice. But basically, my thing is, it kind of comes back to what I was saying at the start. You start at the florist. And what you do is you get in the florist van and you, like, in the van, go Mm -hmm. around and deliver flowers to all these different vignettes. And you experience the story a little bit like, I've just realised, did you ever go to those Christmas, like, uh, installations where you'd go to one bit and it would tell the story of Jesus' birth in, like, different locations? And the poor Mary and Joseph that you had would rotate around and would have to be running back and forth from different scenes to make sure you yeah. had the same Mary and Joseph. <laughs> um, so I'm pitching that for Valentine's Day. Again, I'm taking Christmas, Love Actually, mm-hmm. repackaging it as Valentine's Day. I love this. Right, and you have a different a different actor playing the Kuchner character who, like, drives Kuchner? the... I don't know. Kuch. You don't have to come for me like this. <laughs> um, that's a little Grey's reference for all you Grey's heads out there um, but you have a different Ashton yeah. um, as your delivery driver it's a different actor with each set so they can constantly be like running it over and over and over again Okay. I just think it's like I'm very into that I kind of want to do that. Here's, that here's the thing it's like I agree mm. but it can still be based on this movie Right? No, like, like characters and story-wise, okay. I feel like this, I feel like this film mm. actually lends itself much more to, to what you're talking experience. about yeah. than, like, a film structure. Mm. Like, do you agree? I feel like I a, do. where a lot of the, like, where the film starts to, f- like, fall apart mm. is the fact that they've made it a movie. Mm. It doesn't want to be a movie. There's no, like, overarching story. Yeah. It's just, like, eight stories pointlessly interwoven. So I feel like what you want it to be is that, like, immersive theatre experience. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. Um, Just before we finish off, yes. do you have a favourite couple that mm. was featured in in the film? Okay. 
I think this is going to be controversial. Okay, because I thought my pick was controversial. So let's see if we've got the same favourite couple. I don't think we do. Okay. Because I think you've come in with bias. Oh, all right. Okay. It's Taylor and Taylor. (gasps) It's Taylor Square. No. No. Okay, and here's why. I don't think that they particularly have chemistry. (laughs) Which is weird because they were dating at the time. Again, it's part of the cinematic universe, right? Um. So they don't particularly have chemistry. They have no chemistry. Which is strange, Mm. right? Again, I feel like that's a failing of the film because they were dating. Surely there's (laughs) some amount of chemistry, right? (laughs) They're not dating anymore. What I would say, though, is I feel like there was a lot of fun being had within that couple that I enjoyed. The energy was like someone's niece has rocked up for the day (laughs) and they like get to have a bit of fun. And if that's the energy you're talking about, then yes. I honestly, I think it's some, someone's niece and nephew. Because no, one of, Taylor Lautner, 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 Lautner was leagues above. Obviously, 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 <laughs> right? He like, obviously, he elevated. He's an actor. Yeah, he's an actor. <laughs> he elevated the material, right? Sure. But he did also just sort of jump around doing flips and shit. To be honest, I don't want any more from him than that. That's exactly what I'm saying. Mm. Right? Mm. They were my ideal couple because they didn't promise anything more than they could deliver. (laughs) They went, you know what we're going to be? We're going to be Taylor Swift doing an okay job. Yeah. But I will never not just see you as Taylor Swift. Mm. And I will be Taylor Lautner, peak Twilight, (laughs) just jumping and shit. Right? Look at me. I'm hot and I'm jumping. And I'm like, you know what? Cool. All the others <laughs> let me down. Every other one was like, we're a weird pairing. We don't really make sense or whatever. This was like primo. <laughs> Can you guess what my favourite couple was? Hmm. We didn't even talk about Shirley MacLaine. And it's not. My favourite isn't Shirley MacLaine. Oh, and we didn't. What's his name? But they were in yeah. it too and it was kind of weird. But obviously we stand Shirley. So that's fine. Was it Emma Roberts? She, it was the grandparents of. No, I'm asking you if that's who your favourite Oh, was. no. No. Okay. Um, mine's controversial in that they're not actually a couple. Oh, my God. They were just a pair on screen that shared scenes together, and it was Bradley Cooper and Julia Roberts. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, they don't end up together. It's not romantic. It was just two people having a nice time on a plane. Two good actors just like... Just literally... They probably showed up. They probably had two days of filming. They got to sit in comfy seats and hang out. And to be honest, amazing. Perfect. For sure. Chef's kiss. Mwah. 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 Hey, everybody. Just your favourite resident dickhead, Kayla Hamill here. Um... Apologies for my voice, a sea witch stole it, which seems to happen to every queer at least once in their lifetime. Um, I'm just popping in here to let you know that Katie and I pre-recorded our clue for next week's episode already before I got sick and um, went down into the depths of hell. Uh, So I'm going to slot that one in here for you and I hope you enjoy. Um, I'm going to say slot three more times. Slot, slot, slot. My gift to you. Alrighty, bye. This week, I thought I would... 
I, ju- I remembered how much we enjoyed last week's movie. And I think mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that we enjoyed about it was being able to talk about The Parent Trap, which got me thinking about the thing that those two films had in common, mm-hmm. which is um, that it's a film featuring twins. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And so I thought that we should choose the ultimate movie featuring twins. No! No! Do you have a guess? Jack and Jill? No, no, no. Oh my god, I was so scared because you've been threatening me. You have been threatening me with that. No, 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 no. no, Since the beginning. That's still a threat that I will hold. Ah, But I, I I feel kind... This particular... Is it, is it twins? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 1988. It's twins. It is Arnold Schwarzenegger, friend of the pod. Oh, Danny DeVito, God. friend of the pod. Best friends of the pod. Best friends. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, Katie, do you see? My life has just turned around. I'm so excited to watch this movie now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, thank you thank for joining you. me. It's all right. At such short notice, I know you were prepared to come on, but the old K's couldn't couldn't do it today. It's all right. So happy to step in. Happy to be sort of the hero you needed Ooh. in the moment. Some interesting, interesting words there. Did you say I rescued the pod? Ah, uh, let's not get into that. Uh, what I will get into though is our social media details. Um, if you want to follow us anywhere, we're on Instagram at actually I loved it, on Twitter at, at AilyPod, which is A I L I Pod. Um, you can send us an email at our Gmail, which is actually I loved it at gmail.com. Um, feel free to send Ollie any feedback. Um, sure. If, you if you've got like- if you've got thoughts on Grey's Anatomy up to season seventeen. Yeah, but not season 17. Not including seven, season 17. Not including at all. Unless first three discs of the DVD version. Well, we can't get it. No, but season's not even finished. Already. It's still airing now. No, no, no. We're in season... Anyway, we'll discuss this off the pod. But if you want to discuss Grey's Anatomy, please feel free to send us an email. Um, you can also leave us a cheeky review. That's always very, very helpful. Um, and as always, we'd love to thank Imogen Sigler on Spotify. Imogen Sigler, sorry. <laughs> She's on Spotify and Bandcamp, but Imogen does all of the wonderful music for the pod. Um, yeah, happy Valentine's Day, which is a day that pretty much means absolutely nothing. But, you know, if you care for it, hope you spend it with someone special. Yeah. Merry Valentine's. Merry, Merry Valentine's. That's it. Anyway, we're going to go drive to one of our parents' house and Ollie's going to tap dance aggressively at me. So going to watch half of this film. Mmm, sounds amazing. <laughs> All right. Hey. Julia Roberts' character's last name is Hazeltine. What? 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 Gary? Gary. Gary, why did you... questions, Gary. Why did you name Julia's last name Hazeltine? (laughs) That's not a name, Gary.